Welcome, everybody. Welcome back to Good Dudes Grow. Today's guest was raised in Buffalo, New York, and born into a football family where his father and uncle both played in the NFL. TJ Cottrell, a.k.a. Cotrizi, was designed to rise up. His father was the first black linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons, and his uncle was the first black center for the Detroit Lions. Cotrizi was also able to win an ECAC championship during his college career and was two-time preseason All-American. He played football for several teams, including the Minnesota Vikings, San Diego Chargers, and in the NFL Europe League for the Frankfurt Galaxy. Now with his professional life headed in a totally different direction, he's focused on total movement that involves music and the cultivation of cannabis. Throughout the past couple of years, he has grown his knowledge on the plant, and his next chapter, he plans on spreading the word about cannabis any way he can. Let me first start out by saying thank you to Podcast Powertrain for helping produce my show. These are the guys you need behind you if you're looking to start your podcast. Also, I'd like to thank... Powered by Riverside FM. That's right. Our show is powered by Riverside FM, one of the best platforms to actually have a podcast on. So I'm going to have some links at the end of the show or in the show notes. Check them out. These are the two people that you need to get up, get with to make your podcast top 100. Good Dudes Grow 2.0. On the Good Dudes Grow 2.0, we're here to let you know the importance of plant-based medicine and psychedelics on mental and physical health. We're bringing you stories of how these medicines have changed lives and can save lives. We want to teach you the healing power of plant-based medicine. This is the Good Dudes Grow 2.0. How you doing, big man? I'm doing great. How you doing, Gary? Well, I appreciate doing, you having me. I'm, I'm doing great. No, I'm doing man, really I, good. You hear me? I, I, yeah, I can hear you. Probably a little delay, so... I appreciate you coming on. Not having you on is, I'm gonna say, awesome. I only started this about a week ago, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I got all this beautiful response from everybody trying to get all this stuff for the like, different, just trying to get the word out, kind of like what you're trying to do. Absolutely, and, you know, absolutely. Everybody still got this stigma about it. You know, I, I was I was brought up way same thing with the stigma. I was brought up way back when on Cheech and Chong, their movies, laughing my butt off with them. Never touched the stuff. Yeah, 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 for sure. I touched mm-hmm. the stuff once mm-hmm. when I was way back when I was 18, fell asleep. And I went, yeah, that's not the kind of party I want. It just puts me to sleep. So right. if I would have known what I know now about all the benefits of it, I probably wouldn't have been a firefighter right now. <laughs> you know what? That, 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 that's the same thing with me. I wouldn't have played football, man. Or I would have been, you know, it could have got, it could have got ruined because I would have yeah. liked it way too much. You know what I mean? And um, I think yeah. timing is everything with it. You know, timing is everything with it. So. Yeah, it, and yeah, man. Thank Thanks God for it's coming me, up. For sure. Yeah, man. So listen, I already, I already gave. I told everybody your, uh, your background and everything else already. I did a little pre-intro proper right. to, to this already. Uh, Appreciate it. A couple of things I wanted, to, I wanted to ask you. Mm-hmm. Did you start? Did, did you really start using the cannabis because of, of the injuries you're getting in the NFL? How did you start beginning more getting into cannabis and stuff like that? Well, when I, when I got injured. We, I didn't use cannabis at all because I was getting tested like crazy. We were getting tested all the time, drug tested plus performance enhancing drugs. And so I didn't even touch the weed because I was completely scared of it one, right? Like the career was right. like, yo, like, because what they would do is they would put you on, like if you got a, a dirty test or you tested positive, your first strike, they wouldn't release it to the media, right? They would just say, right. okay, we're going to release it. We're going to put you on the program. 
well, then the program would, would basically get you kind of like in front and like you would have to take as you go to rehab and all that stuff. Then your second offense, that's when you would get suspended for four games. Right. So then it's in the news. Then the, imagine the stigma in 2005. Oh, you're a weed head. Right. You're, you know, you're taking drugs and shit like that. So growing up, I, ne- I was like, I didn't even, I was scared of it because I, I wanted to play football. So I'm thinking like, you know, none of this would affect me. So then by the time I actually smoked, I was playing arena football and I just got done with my season. And it was more of a just to get high thing. You know what right. I'm saying? Like it was yeah. a depressing kind of time a little bit. And then I touched the, I touched the, you know, touched some street weed. And then that process over the years became different. Like I remember when I played in the UFL a year later, I was kind of, I was definitely using it for like pain reduction because they weren't drug testing us there either. And right. then toward the end of it, I started realizing I actually got conscious. So actually the cannabis, to be honest with you, enlightened me enough to the point where I knew in my, at that time that I didn't want to get through, I don't want to have any, no more injuries because I knew I couldn't medicate myself properly. And basically I made my transition from around 10,000, from about 2002, I'm sorry, 2010, I'm sorry, to, um, to now into the, the cannabis world. Like it wasn't really a thing where I use it as like pain. And, and I fast forward to now where I talk to players or talk to people who are athletes. And even when I used it, at a time where I played in this real high pro flag football league, I was using it even more and it felt great to use it, uh, especially when I, when I work out and train. It's a amazing recovery, um, like herb, that's really what it is. And to be honest with you, it's a shame that the NFL has not done what the NBA does, which just basically just says, don't test for it. You know, you don't have to fucking come out and say, hey, it's legal, you can do whatever. You just say, we're not going to test for it because CBD especially can help these people in, in, in a major way, major way. Right. And that's that's where I'm trying to, like I told you, I'm trying to have this conversation with the fire departments and they're still, since it's still, you say, even if you say hemp, they like, they see weed. Mm-hmm. They don't see the CBD part aspect. Like, we're not interested in getting high or, you know, smoking up and driving a fire truck all high and stuff like this. We, the stuff we see every day as a firefighter is just, you know, we see death, kids Absolutely. dying, mayhem. My story was with, which got me going, got me down a cannabis road. Was I was getting a lot of injured because I did a lot of CrossFit. I was, I was 50 years old. I started competing, game really good, and I was trying to find something how to recover better, how to do everything better. While I was doing mm-hmm. that, my daughter got stuck in opiates. So when mm-hmm. I was doing the research, I started seeing the correlation that this may help her get off that, and so I started doing more and more research on that aspect of it. And before. This was like two, three years ago. And even it wasn't, it wasn't completely legal in the state of Florida then. So you still couldn't find a reliable source or somebody. I didn't know anybody. You know, being a firefighter, mm-hmm. I was a firefighter mm-hmm. for 15 years. I, have, I don't smoke to stuff. I don't know who to trust or where to go. So by the time I found a product that was actually good or actually helped me out that I felt safe to give her, unfortunately, my daughter passed away from an overdose. Mm-hmm. So that That's led me to a completely go completely medicinal on it. Let's see, how can, I, how can I do something to help my firefighters because I've lost two or three brothers and sisters from, from suicides and stuff like that. And I started finding more and more information. And as I gather information, fast forward to now, I'm trying to have this conversation with the fire department saying, hey, the CBD and stuff, 
is actually beneficial, especially for the guys like us. I've done it to, I've already had a lot of firefighters and police officers that take it and they're like, hey, listen, dude, I'm going to be honest with you. The voices in my head have stopped. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, so I'm interviewing guys like you and and how your journeys came in and trying to find other people so that I can open a conversation with my fire department saying, hey, listen, like, again, we don't want to get stoned, man, but you're letting guys completely go from in the morning straight to the bars, get fucked up in the bars and then still come to work. Mm -hmm. But you're afraid Mm -hmm. for them to go out and have a joint, which A, is healthy for them or CBD that's good for them and come to work completely normal. Absolutely. I mean, let's talk about this. It's it's here's the thing too. The stigma of it that the people have to understand is that it's a mature situation, right? If you're a firefighter, you're obviously not going to be sitting here smoking weed and smoking indigos all day, smoking right. THC all day, right? Because you got to be on on ten. You got to be sitting there. That alarm gets you're, you're gone. You're gone. However, the CBD aspect of it is a hundred percent what you would need. Because that doesn't have that aspect of it kind of like relaxes you. It, it keeps you sharper. Hell, it even clears you out. The first time I ever had CBD, let me tell you something. The first time I had real good CBD, I had it in extract form too. I had it in pure form. And me and my guy, we had smoked probably like we had, we were all in the dispensaries out here in Canada. We were just like, we were taking like a tour out of it. And we got to the end of the night about 8.30. I had to make a two-hour drive. He's like, don't worry. Give you the CBD, give yourself a half hour. I took a, he literally watched me. My eyes lifted up. It's like kind of what they are now, just normal. It literally cleared me up. Like it literally just was like, I'm back. Like it didn't feel like I smoked at all. And then when you get to a point of taking it in a tincture form, let's just say, taking it once a day, taking those drops once a day, it has been not only proven, but it shows one, it lowers your anxiety, two, it's, it's great for your overall mental health, people don't really get that overall mental health and physical health. Your body rewards you for it. Your soreness, uh, your tendons, your joints all feel much better. Three, absolutely. You're talking about when you're a fireman, you're going through probably daily PTSD. Daily. You don't know what you're going to see on this call. You don't know how many people are going to either be hurt, live. Like you're going to see all type of things. And are you really getting the proper <laughs> therapy for that? You know, are they just going to give you some, you know, some pills and say, well, okay, you know, that's what's going to happen if you go to a doctor and say, Hey doc, you know, um, I'm really having a hard time being a fireman. I'm seeing a lot of stuff. I'm having voices in my head. I can't sleep at night. They're not going to give you a, a good strain of CBD and a good strain of THC to take at night. They're going to give you the nearest medicine that's going to have disgusting side effects that are literally going to make your job even worse because you're going to be dependent on it. And now you're even taking more drugs than you even think you are. CBD, exactly. CBD to me is a healer. And we all, we both know that it is a healer. It is to me to the point where this is why they're very quiet about it and don't want to want us to get our hold, a hand of it, a hold of it. I'm sorry. It's because we, we become then independent. You have, right. you have, and it's a shame that again, people like firemen, for one, fuck, fuck paid athletes, firemen, frontliners who have to train. Okay, you know what it is. You have to pass tests. You have to, just like football, you have to carry 50, probably how many pounds of equipment you have to take, like 50, 60 pounds of equipment. 
with you 80 have to pounds be of equipment. 80 pounds. See, I'm not even fucking close. I'm not even close. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even close. You see what I'm saying? That's, that's amazing. You are constantly have to be on guard. You constantly have to be in shape. So you can't just be sitting around and not be in shape. You have to, you're going to have to train regardless if there's, a, if it's slow and you don't, you don't get too many calls. Like, you know how it goes. These yeah, things are direct exactly. reasons why people need CBD and the firemen who don't really see it. They just need to know the knowledge of it. And also to, to, to keep the stigma out of it of, Hey, people aren't just going to sit there and just smoke a couple, smoke a bunch of joints on all day and hop on a goddamn fire truck and go try to right. save somebody's life and then show up to the show up to the, to the scene smelling like weed. That's not what this is about at all. I mean, you could just exactly. have people just literally taking tinctures and not, you know, vaping it and it would help in such a, such, it would help amazingly. It would just literally curve a lot of the pain, a lot of suffering that's going on in the fire department. Exactly. And that's where you're, you're, you're in right now. You're, you're slowly bringing the word out to more, like you said, to, to your athletes and everything else. How are you bringing it to them? Like, how are you opening those doors to the people that, like you said, the NFL and everything else that's closed already? How are you getting into those doors who actually say, hey, listen, let's just have a conversation. We don't change any rules right now. Let's just talk. Maybe you guys yeah. might be something interesting. Well, like guys like um, uh, Gerald Moore, when I had uh, the athletes in cannabis, he's actually, he, it's funny because he owns that, that, that name. Like he, he has that. And we both have had talks with just similar athletes and we all had the same struggle, which is, um, you know, the stigma of it and the, the big, you know, oh, you can't smoke because this, that, and the third. And the culture of every sport comes into factor, Right. So getting right. a word out to specific people, it's kind, it's kind of like they already know. They already know already. It's more of getting it to the, the hierarchy. It's not really the players. The players know. It's getting it to the owners. It's getting it to, you know, the commissioner and sending letters, which they already have. I know the NFLPA, which they made a good stride in. They basically, from how it was in 2005, 2006, 2007, I played, they have curved the cannabis-like percentage and, like, I think – like they did, they don't they're not going to suspend you for like four games that they used to, um, but to me, it's almost too late uh, for some players. Like the one player that comes to mind is a guy named Josh Gordon, and he was an amazing receiver, but he just couldn't like he just couldn't stay on the field because he would just get tested and he would just I mean he just he was I think he was playing last year for the Patriots and he still they tested him boom he's done he's suspended indefinitely and. When you look at guys like this on a personal level, you know that he probably just wants to smoke because he's probably going through a lot of a lot of shit, a lot of mental stuff. He probably loves right. it to the point of like, I can't do this without this. And to me, he should not be punished because they throw oxycontins at us like it's Skittles. They throw every single medicine at us like it's not even a game. You'll get a whole. I've been there. I fractured my ankle. I almost got caught on oxycontin because they were giving us the five hundred milligrams. And I mean, it ain't like they're gonna tell you not to take them. You can fill them as much as you want. They don't care. So right. um, it's they they know the word. Like even uh, Grankowski, he owns a CBD company. There's a lot of players that own companies like through different ventures. Um, and they know it's just, again, these owners are going to have to get out. You know, these owners are 70, 75 years old, 60 years old. Most of them are Republicans that really could care less about. I mean, they'll shove liquor down your throat like it's water. Right. They'll, they'll throw, they'll, they'll, you, they'll, they'll sign a, 
a Bud Light contract or a Molson contract, like it's, like it's nothing. But right. they also know once they open up the door to cannabis, okay, then cool. Now, are they really going to be okay with having a CBD company sponsor them on a billboard? They should be. You know what I mean? And that's the future. That's going to, that should be, you know what I mean? It but be. Yeah. yeah, the U S Olympic team has it. Mm-hmm. They're, 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 they're in the forefront right now. Cause they are the one of the first major companies that actually took. Yeah. We're in 100%. We're taking it off. Right. I think they just, their initial rule was no THC whatsoever. I think this year uh-huh. they were supposed to have the Olympics this year, but Olympics coming, they actually changed the rules again to where they went completely anything 0.3% or less. We're accepting now. So yes. They even went up. To something like, and I'm like, well, they're good. Let's just follow their, their, follow them. Why not? Yeah. Why the hell not? It's, it's, it's at this point where the truth is speaking. The plant is speaking and athlete, once the athletes get older, once it's, that's, and that's why I I said to a conversation before, once they, they, they made it legal federally, that was a big step. That's about money. That's about basically you can put the money in any bank now. And now they're just waiting for all these two states to be like, okay, because I know with special specific sports, they're going to be like, okay, but what if we go uh, play a game in Philadelphia? Are we illegally giving these players CBD because it's not legal here? It's just like, that's fucking bullshit, man. Because if I go to Atlanta, Georgia and fly in the airport, there's a CBD vending machine in the airport on federal property. So how does that make you see how it doesn't really make sense? Yeah, no matter how yeah, you pull it, one hundred percent. Yeah. Well, that well, that's that's the other thing I, I was talking, and, and a lot of people don't understand. I did a whole bunch of research on the laws and everything else to help get into the doors with the fire department, and their biggest thing is like, well, no, you know, we keep, we don't want to do this because we're going to lose our federal grant mm-hmm. money. And I said, well, no, no. I says you don't have to change the rules no. because the rule that your federal grant money comes was from nineteen eighty eight, the Substance Abuse Act. Absolutely, and it says. Any drug which in schedule one through five, uh, that's basically heroin through Tylenol. Mm-hmm. And you're allowing mm-hmm. opiates already in the fire department, so you're already breaking those rules. So Absolutely. That's, so all you need to do is have a procedure in, pl- in place and a policy stating, here's what happens. Go see this guy. This doctor will actually prescribe this for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. As long as there's a trail where you can find everything, where everything works properly, and the doctor's ahead of it, just like your opiates and everything mm-hmm. else you already allowed to do, mm-hmm. then we're fine. So you won't lose any grant money. You're not breaking any federal laws. Right, right. So you just got to try and put something in place to actually help get through this. And, and again, the biggest thing is we had a contract talk and they asked about medical marijuana and they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, stop talking about weed. As soon as you say weed, no. the ears close, eyes shut, or, you know, they have this mm, whole vision. No. Like I said, I'm talking to Tommy Chong in a couple of, uh, next week. And it's like you have this whole vision of Cheech and Chong driving down the road, a fire truck going. Yeah, they. it's like, I mean, even when <laughs> I remember talking to, to a lady at work one day, like years ago, and she was talking about, oh, man, when it becomes legal. What, I mean, this whole stigma, they thought that like once it became legal, crime would go, you know, skyrocketed because these guys are going to come and rob these dispensaries and it trickled down to exactly what you were saying. Like you think we're all just puffing joints coming around like all day, just smoking, smoking, smoking. And in reality is the real people who really, you know, smoke the right way and do cannabis and care about what they're smoking and do it. They're not, they're not just puffing all goddamn day. There's shit to do. And 
in that aspect of it, they have to understand that it's not, I hate the word pot. You know, I don't even like the word weed like that. It's CBD, it's cannabis, and it's an herb. This is like literally, to me, eating cilantro. And it's way healthier yeah. than anything you could actually give me legally. It's way healthier. It's proven. You know, so they had to understand there has to be a policy that said, okay, man, you know, don't be smoking at on on the, you know, on the on like the, in, at the station. Don't have, you know, it, they can even have the chief judging. Like she can look at you and say, man, you're too high to do this. You know, be mature with it. And I think that in essence, they can even look at the NBA. The NBA has already was already like in the NHL, the NBA, yeah, the NHL. Yeah. The NBA and the NHL were really quiet about the cannabis situation in both their leagues. NHL just didn't test for it. NBA just came out this year and said that they weren't test for it. Years before that, they just pretty much kept it on the low, kept your percentage. If you got caught like too many times, then you might get suspended, but they really didn't. If you got suspended from, for weed in the NBA, I mean, you're just smoking all the goddamn time. They just like, you, there is no, get back for you. <laughs> now, they're not even testing for it. Because, like, do they they see what's going on. Half these half these basketball players are somewhat involved business-wise in, in the cannabis. They know for a fact it doesn't affect anything. And it's the same thing with the NHL. And it's the same thing with, ba- with Major League Baseball. So, my thing is, it's kind of like ass backwards because the place, the people that need it the most are the NFL players. And they're not getting it, right? <laughs> it's the, the same guys that are getting pummeled the most are just not getting it. And there's yeah. hardly any yeah. vote. It's like, yeah, we'll take it. Right. We're good. Like, And it's the same <laughs> thing with firemen to me. It's the same thing, with especially firemen and frontliners. It's just like you guys are going through, I mean, on, a, on, a, on a, any kind of call, you could be going up 35, 500 flights of stairs, carrying you know, 100 pounds, carrying people, carrying, you know, whatever, carrying bricks, carrying like all these things. And you damn right you need it, especially even with the anxiety point of that situation. Um, so it's a shame. And then I think they also are understanding that now who's who's speaking up the most who has who has also spoken um the most is the military. The military has also right. said, like, yo, stop it. We need this. You know, this is yeah. PTSD. This is this is the only thing that could help me out through this. And once the military, this is the, I think that military was, we started speaking up around 2014, 15. Once they started speaking up, you notice even all political parties have now became come to a kind of quiet stance on cannabis. If you notice 10 years ago, people like, oh, no, no, it's this. You'd see some hot takes come out and the mayor said, not in my town. They yeah, shut the hell up real quick. The money comes up and real people like you who are stepping up and say, I'm a fireman. I'm going to need this. And my whole station is there. And they're sitting there like, okay. So when they're quiet, they're kind of to me, they're just getting their, their ducks in a row <laughs> so that when it happens, they can take, you know, complete profit off of it. Yeah. They, and I'll take complete credit for it. Yeah. It was all our idea. We, we planned it all in the big long yeah. one. We were just waiting for some more studies to come out. Now we're all good. We're going to give yeah, it to exactly. you. <laughs> you didn't ask for it. We're going to give it to you. Oh, thanks. Exactly. Thanks, guys. Exactly. Great, great. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Right. So, so business yeah. wise, what are you, yeah. what are you doing now? Yeah. You, you, you they did, they own, did exactly what they did. You're going your own stuff. You got your own company yeah, going on. I, mean, I know you're going into the music. That's going to come a little bit later. Yeah, yeah. It's right now. Just basically, I have a thing called the Buffalo Soldier Rastafari Coalition. It's called stands short for BSRC, and it is basically a kind of like a union that I've started between um, Black growers and Indigenous growers, and uh, we're really just kind of like almost like a protection of the plant. 
Um, we're really uh, doing what we can to one, get back to the natural form of growing. Uh, two, we want to actually, as part of the music form also, it's kind of like a platform I'm going to release my music through, kind of like a record label type of situation. And three, we're also you know, involved in the community, uh, Black Lives Matter, and and pretty much any kind of indigenous situation that's been going on as far as even like Wetsu Whitson and a lot of a lot of issues. We're kind of like on the front line with it. I'm really close to a lot of indigenous people who have literally got out of jail and we're doing fundraisers a little bit on the side and doing things and having conversations with some good people to make sure their lawyers are, are all set. So those, those are one of the things, one of the things I'm doing, but I'm also working um, just simply for like a, a simple LP out here in London, Ontario, which is licensed producer. Um, those, that's like my basic job there. And that's just a, that's like a legal grow. And that's, that's a pretty good job to have. Um, it gives you the in and out of, you know, what what the comp what like it is out here in the streets as far as black market and gray market or, or white market or however you want to call it, um, right. and those are just the two things that I'm doing right now. I've been blessed to to be able to do all these things through the pandemic, right? So, um, and the uh, the LP was just just recent, um, you know, a couple of months, and the the you know the work's been pretty good, and um, it's also helped you help you out with the BSRC. So, those are the two things that I'm going through right now, man, and just and again just getting out the word and doing as many. Like I do my own personal stuff on my Instagram page and you know, obviously with platforms like this, you know, trying to reach out and I'll take any interview and talk about it all day. Um, and I'm also leaning to, I mean, like I said, we look forward to maybe leaning to maybe getting a, you know, maybe a one little podcast going for myself. Um, cause I, cause a lot of people say, Hey, you should talk, you should talk, you should talk. And one of the things that I like doing is legitimately discussing anything. I'm a communications major at school for that. So um, like when, when those two things are going on, those are the things that we're just trying to line up and really just go forward and keep it going and, and do, go at our own pace too. Like the music I'm kind of releasing at my own pace because I can take my time now with the pandemic and I don't like doing shit half-ass, right? Like right, I don't right. want to just throw it out there and not have everything ready. So that's about it, man. Just been just trying to stay busy through, through all of it. That, that's, that's pretty awesome. So you think your LP will come out in 2021 or what? I listened to, I listened to your song just yes, a couple absolutely. minutes before I got on. Uh, I think what, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm, I'm gonna send you my about it. Yeah, about it. Yeah, I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm gonna send you my album right after this, man. Um, it's, there you go. Actually, I, it's funny because, yeah, it's um, it's at 221. Is definitely, it, and I and I hate to say it because people watching me, like if you watching, you know me. <laughs> I've been trying to release this shit for so fucking long. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> but as an artist, like I also. I'm like, why why release it half-assed? And I've been also making some really good music lately that I've, I'm pretty much going to say, you know what, we're going to put it on this LP also. Like, why not? Um, or we might, we might split it up, you know, release this one and release a project a few months down the line right away. Because I'm already pretty much, like that album's pretty much, the Selassie Soldier album is pretty much done. I have another album that's, that's pretty much in the works. And I ain't going to lie, I'm like six in. I'm, I'm pretty much done with that one too. Um but this one is pretty much, I've been recording this Selassie Soldier album for almost three and a half years. And yeah, I was going to release I looked, it. I, I remember the bit. I, I, I looked it up just to, I looked it up and I'm like, all right, so it's, it's uh, this, mm -hmm. this released back in, in March 2019. I'm like, it's <laughs> <that> somewhere. <laughs> and yeah. I'm looking and I'm looking. <laughs> I'm like, nope, yeah. there's only this song right now. Okay. Nah, yeah. <laughs> Taking his time it's, it's on funny. it. I am. I am. You know, because I, I, 
I wanted to have like more visuals and shit. I wasn't really hundred um, percent with my logo, like little things like that. And I, and I, you know, life happens, right? Like you got to take care yeah. of priorities too. Right. So, um, things like that kind of not got in the way, but like, you know, I, I, I wanted to release it and I had a lot of people were like, yo, release that shit, drop that shit. But I also know that once I release it, I got to keep going. Like I'm not just going right. to give y'all an album and then you don't hear me hear about me for another fucking nine months or whatever. Like I want to just keep on going. Right. And, and I know that I, once, once the momentum starts, I got to be ready for it. So little things like, you know, getting a merch down, getting, you know, things, how it's going to incorporate with the BSRC, um, I have a thing where I know I'm going to be able to give like, you know, I'm going to mail out specific packs and, you know, to people like who want the album. It's all digital, right? It's really all digital, right. but you yeah, got to, yeah, you just got to make sure you stand up, you stand out in some way. And I learned, I learned the guy just told me, was like, yo, take your time, man. You know, only you can decide what you really enjoy or not. If you don't want to release it, don't release it. You know what I mean? If right. you want to put some more stuff to it, you know, then put some more stuff to it. And, Excuse me. Also, you know, we have to we have to invest in promo. You know what I'm saying? So when promo comes, you got to get a budget for that. People don't see, people always like, I'm just gonna put this music out. How come no one listening to it? You gotta you gotta pay for promo, man. You gotta people build <laughs> you gotta, platforms, like you know what I mean? Yeah, you gotta build a following somehow, and then yeah. slowly release a piece, build a following, and slowly piece a piece, and let people actually start. Yeah. kind of like the same thing with the podcast. Yeah. Thing, so. That's that's the whole thing. So when uh -huh. I when I actually get this when I get this link on, I'm hoping you're gonna yeah. you're gonna put it on your page and send it out to your people. I will. You know I will, man. That's not a, that's not an issue whatsoever. I definitely will. I'll get it out to everybody, man. I'll get it out to everybody. I, I I repost. I support. I love supporting everybody who's about it. So I have, I have no problem. Anything anything you need, I'm here. If you tell me you want to talk, I'm always here, man. Like straight up. Awesome. This is how this is how I get down when it comes to it. I'm always here for the people, man. For sure. Let me know. Awesome, <laughs> awesome, awesome, Koshizi. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, send me uh, your all your links to your your uh, your LP and your other digital stuff. I'll put it in the podcast when it, it goes up. I'll let you know when it goes up. Again, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, my man. Yeah, we'll talk soon. Let me know. I'll DM me everything, and thank you for having me. Like I said, I'll I'll come on anytime. Any other subject you want, man, we we can do it. But thank you so much for building your platform, man. I appreciate it. More than you know. Thank you. So I'll definitely Thank send you all that stuff, do, man. man. I appreciate it. All right. All right, boss. You have a good one. Have a Peace. great weekend. You too, now. You too, man. Every weekend. Peace. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to the show. And like I said at the beginning of the show, I'll have some links for you. So if you're interested in starting your podcast yourself, one of the best places to go is podcast powertrain right now they're doing an, an amazing offer for all their course material if you want to actually help get your uh, show ranked all you got to do is go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash powertrain and you'll get all the information there also if you're looking for a platform not sure which platform to use to record your show on riverside fm is the one we use you can also go to gooddudesgrow.com forward slash Riverside. Check them out and you will not be disappointed. Again, thank you for all listening to the show and we will see you. Well, we won't see you, but. Good Dudes Grow 2.0. Thank you for tuning in. If you're still listening to this, that means you gained something out of this episode. So make sure you share it with a friend, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode of the Good Dudes Grow 2.0.